Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast, your channel for the latest alumni stories in Boston and beyond. In this show, we'll catch up with Northeastern alumni who are out there achieving what's next. If I could describe our first guest in one word, I would say passionate. Binja Basamike serves the chair of the Young Alumni Advisory Board and is frequently found as a volunteer and host at alumni events. She currently works in the healthcare industry as a business systems consultant, and as a double husky, she received her Bachelor of Science and Master of Public Health at Northeastern. Welcome, Vinja. Thanks right. for being our first guest for the Northeastern Next podcast. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. So I'd love to start off and hear a little bit about your Northeastern experience and how you got there and your journey. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. It's such an honor. Um, no pressure here, right? The first one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my Northeastern experience is so varied uh, because, firstly, I came to Northeastern straight from Zimbabwe. That's where... Um, I had completed my IB program, that's International Baccalaureate. I was sitting in our computer lab in Africa, and a friend of mine was like, I know this awesome school, you'll love it. And I had no idea where Northeastern was. I, did, I only knew that I wanted to be in Boston, and she said, oh, you, you're in healthcare, and Northeastern has a great health science program, you should apply. And so I was like, okay, let's see what this place looks like. Some of my uh, high school friends had already gone on college tours, but I had never gone on a tour. So this is me in a computer lab and like <laughs> scorching heat in Africa, trying to do a 360. That's what they had back in the day, tour of Northeastern. And I'm like spinning and spinning and spinning the school around on my little screen. And I'm getting so frustrated because it's like dial-up internet. <laughs> So um, finally did my virtual quote unquote tour um, of Northeastern and I was like, I guess it looks good. And my parents were pretty much like, are you sure this is where you want to go? Because neither, you know, them nor I had gone on a tour. But I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, scrolling through. <laughs> Northeastern looked good. And so I decided, you know what? Let's give it a shot. <laughs> My dad was like, passport, visa, see you in four years. So got in a plane, came to Northeastern. And honestly, I haven't looked back. I... I didn't have a plan B, and I think that to me has made Northeastern so much of my home because there was no option for failure, and there was no option to go back home because my parents would be like, you had one job. And <laughs> so did you see your family at all? During I did. I did. I did. So I went back um, two summers, and then mm -hmm. I did an international internship in Durban, and then I kind of swung by home and saw mm -hmm. them again. But yeah, in the four years, they had also moved countries. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I did get to go home, guys, but it definitely was a do or die for me. And my parents are very stereotypical African parents like, oh, you're going to make this work. And of course, <laughs> you're going to go in into the sciences. So it was a pretty stressful situation. But at the same time, I think for me, knowing that I really had to make this work, I think that got Northeastern in my bones pretty much because I made friends that are now my family even my advisors I babysit for some of them just because I just had to make it work so, mm -hmm. yeah that's a little bit about my coming to Northeastern story oh, that's 
kind of the fairy tale of really <laughs> making your college experience your home. What made you, I know you said your family were pushing health sciences, but what kind of started that career path for you? Yeah, so my dad works for um, the World Health Organization. And so growing up, all I had heard were all these medical terms and all these public health related terms. And so I was like, I'm going to med school and then I'll get my uh, my MPH. And so I was set on med school. And then I came to Northeastern and I realized there was more to getting into the public health field than becoming a doctor. And so I said, you know what? It's nice to be a physician. However, I can also consult. I can also be an NP. I can also be a PA. And these are some streams that you don't really find in other countries mm-hmm. in the world. And so coming to Northeastern, being part of Bouvet, knowing that there are all these different tracks available, kind of shifted my perspective. But I definitely knew I wanted to be in healthcare. That's that's my one reason for being in Boston, um, because this is, in my opinion, where you find some of the best hospitals in the world. But definitely sure that I was going to go into public health at some point, which is mm-hmm. why when Northeastern, I think in my sophomore year introduced the four-in-one program mm-hmm. so um, my senior year I started my master's in public health and then only had one additional year of um, grad school so took full advantage again <laughs> That's a, I mean again Northeastern has those unique perks right academically exactly. and was there a particular class or co-op that kind of inspired you to maybe the job you're in today? oh my god yes so first of all shout out to the MPH program <laughs> and also all my undergrad advisors. I am a true and true Bouvet baby. They know me down there. (laughs) And the best part, in my opinion, about how the classes were structured was that we had such a wide range of options. And so I took a healthcare management class and the professor is George Moran. I believe he has a dual appointment with um, the business school and Mm -hmm. Bouvet. And he came in and was just introducing us to the business of healthcare. And this is something I had never thought about. Up until that point, I was thinking, well, I'll go into policy or into research. And then I took this class in healthcare management and it was just so eye-opening for me. I was excited. I was invigorated. I was like, oh my gosh, you mean you can get into healthcare administration and you can consult and you can help people problem solve and solve all these bigger questions in healthcare. After taking that class, I sat down with the professor and he was like, you're really good at this. And I said, I know. And this is crazy because up until this point, I hadn't found something I was so on fire for, except like the policy aspect of it. And so he said, well, you should look into consulting. And I literally came with my resume, sat down with him for like an hour. And I said, "Okay, this is what I got. How can we make this better? And then we also had John Orbach, who was um, the who is the former Commissioner of Public Health in Massachusetts. He had an appointment here at Northeastern as well. And I also sat down with him and I was like, John, look at my resume. Tell me what I'm doing right. What do I need to do here to get into consulting? And the two of them definitely steered me in that direction. And they said, listen, you can do this. And I kind of got more and more confident and they exposed me to all their contacts they were like here you go and you know you don't quite get that I know I've talked to um, a couple of my friends from different colleges and they're like yeah I guess I met my advisor once Mm -hmm. and I did this once and being able to at least say that yeah I had professors who sat down and looked and combed through my entire resume and said yes 
<laughs> I'm not going to kid you. This is a career path that you can be great at was such a plus because, you know, it's one thing to get a degree. It's another thing for that degree to actually work for you. So being able to have those faculty members and take those classes that kind of molded me into the consultant that I am today, I 100% credit it to Northeastern. That, that's amazing to hear because I think some students are, you know, hesitant to reach out to their advisors and the faculty knowing that they are more than willing to oh, yeah. go like bend over backwards to help you and uh, I know I can I can tell that you have that personality and that you want to continue paying it back I know you did one of our dinner circuits which are our industry-based dinner networking and um, and that was a healthcare theme right yes yes oh and I absolutely love that you know that's one of the things that as an alumna I have dedicated my time to Northeastern for sure because giving back through like the circuits and every fall and every spring I go back to um, the intro to college and co-op classes um, for Bouvet in the health science department and I also speak to sophomores every year and for me it's important to be able to tell them that you do have all these options mm -hmm. available you know a lot of kids come in and they're like med school med school med school which is perfectly okay. I did fine well in science, so that's but my passion. <laughs> there are other <laughs> options I'm just putting it out there you know, and being able to give back in that way and kind of help somebody take a shorter time in making the decisions of what is my next step. I think that's so valuable. I mean, I think back to the nights I spent like agonizing on what am I going to do once I get my MPH? And my dad was like, well, you got two degrees now. You need to make mm -hmm. this work. And, you know, if I'm able to help even one student, you know, sit through the process and get there faster than I did, I think then that's like mission accomplished for me. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful, even like alum to alum of yeah. just from the students and the faculty and knowing that as an alum of Northeastern, you have a network that expands the globe quite literally. And oh, yeah. you might not go back to that faculty member, but you might find a peer that is even more valuable mm -hmm. to you and getting where to achieve what's next in your career. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I mean, I can't overstate um, the, <laughs> the advantages of going to Northeastern and even being an alum, the opportunities that I've had afterwards, you know, being able to sit and take like lifelong learning on-demand classes. I work as a consultant, but I do a lot of project administration, project management type roles as well on my smaller projects. And then knowing that I can take a project management course for free <laughs> I'm like yes please mm -hmm. I am signing up for that you know so it's all these different advantages that I find have been so valuable even after graduating from Northeastern definitely and even on the circuits dinner that you mentioned being able to connect with other alums being able to connect with like seniors and juniors and kind of see where I stand because you know sometimes you you're in your silo so mm -hmm. much that you don't really know what else is going on outside of you and I think those dinner circuit opportunities offer that chance to kind of look around mm -hmm. <laughs> take your head out of the sand for a second Definitely. and look around and then see oh this is what somebody else is doing and make connections and I even know from that dinner I ended up um, connecting with another health science grad and she works in research, but I still am in touch with her just because what she's researching is so fascinating. It has nothing directly to do with what I do on a daily basis, but that's that's the perks of like learning, right? Mm -hmm. you, it doesn't necessarily have to fall into my niche, but for sure, I, I stick with her because I'm like, okay, so what did you find this week? And it was from the dinner, and she's somebody that I had not known before, but another great advantage. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you're someone who seems to have a lot of interests even beyond your you know, field and career path. So, <laughs> yep. so what do you do in your 
free time oh, as much as you have of it. <laughs> I know with the five hours that are left. Um, so beyond my job that I absolutely love and, and I'm so privileged to be working in, um, I run two different blogs. So I run a blog called The Fearless Self. And it's pretty much a blog where we talk to men and women and empower them on just life. Because sometimes you just need somebody who sounds like you and who's kind of going through what you're going through to tell you that it's going to be okay or to tell you, yeah, this absolutely sucks. And so we have a segment called um, What Grinds My Gears where it's literally just like a quick, (laughs) like three-minute read of like things that are like, oh my God, if we could just have people wear normal shoes at the airport, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) And then we have different sections, um, one, one of my favorites is called Dear Men. It's one of uh, the sections that we write, we as women, I, I run it with one of the girl uh, who's also a husky. Uh, her name is Bianca and she's based out of New York City. But um, we end up talking about what it is we would like men to know. So Dear Men, flowers are great, but flowers every day, I mean, that, then you're just being lazy at this point. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's different things like that and how to dress up and like when to not wear s- suspenders and <laughs> stuff like, you know, things that we at the end of the day think are obvious and we always get a lot of feedback. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes they're like, this is absolutely sexist. And I'm like, I'm just calling it as I see it. Um, and the second blog that I run is called African Cocktail. That's my handle <laughs> on social media. And um, AfricanCocktail.com is a platform that I launched that I feel like carries everything that is me in terms of what my brand is. So everything from fashion to travel to a section I have that's called That Visa Life because (laughs) I live on visas to visas. Um, And it's been fun because a lot of people are like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was so hard to travel. I just hop on a plane and I'm like, well, before I hop on a plane, I go to Canada for this visa, then I come back and I get another visa and then I can go. So three countries later, I'm on vacation, guys. (laughs) But, you know, on my Instagram, all you see is me on vacation. You Mm -hmm. don't see that I had to jump through like all these hoops to get there. So um, and then the last bit of it is a section that I dedicate towards ventures. I'm very passionate about um, investing in mid in small to mid-sized businesses, especially that a businesses that are female run. I do feel there that there is a need to support women and there is a need to make sure that even if it's through advisory capacities or if it's through financial capacities to be able to shine a light on women that are doing well and that are working hard. So um, there is a section on the website as well where I do highlight a couple of ventures that I back. Nice. Yeah. That's that's really exciting. And where was like your last trip that you traveled oh, to? Oh, you mean I just got off the plane. No <laughs> joke. <laughs> so I just came back from uh, Spain. I did Barcelona, Ibiza, and then I was in Porto in Portugal, and then I was in Paris, France. So... Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a favorite spot? Absolutely love Portugal, guys. If you can go back and go to Porto, nothing like it. I mean, I probably have hit at this point in my life 33 countries or so, wow. 34 countries. And um, out of all those, I think Portugal really is like up there for me just because it was so unexpected. It was one of those places I had um, two of my friends 
went in January and they couldn't stop talking about it. And I was like, all right, are they overhyping this? But I was there and I, I can tell you I am going back. I have to go back. I mean, everything from the architecture to the history, um, to the food, the people, uh, it was, it was everything. It was everything for me. Yeah. I'm going to be like <laughs> scribbling that down. I know. I've never Porto. Been to Porto. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> And so, I mean, among all of these different hats you wear, you are also our chair of our Young Alumni Advisory Board. I am. So uh, tell me a little bit about that experience and what your favorite alumni event or program that we've done mm-hmm. that has really connected you back. Yeah. Um, first of all, I do want to kind of talk a little bit about the role itself because a lot of times people hear that I'm, I'm a chair of a board and they're like, oh, you fancy. And... <laughs> And not quite understand. And I do want to highlight the role just because I think it is such a beneficial role for alumni. Um, and so what I pretty much do is I sit as the chair of the uh, Young Alumni Advisory Board and we act as chief executive connectors. So our role is to connect the alumni back to the school. So I did talk about the lifelong learning demand classes. Um, and one of my favorite events that the Office of Alumni Relations runs is um, the first Thursdays. I love the first Thursdays because that's literally where you find an entire mix of, I don't know, faculty, faculty that are alumni, uh, alums, you find seniors there, you find like a random band playing <laughs> and it is wonderful it's such it's such a good mix of people in one place where you don't have the pressure of networking 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 because sometimes you find yourself in an environment like that and you're like oh business cards i need mm-hmm. to get all my business cards out mm-hmm. but it's so very relaxed and the setup is so much that it allows you to mingle and to get to know who you want to get to know without the pressure of you have to be here to network, even though you know that's why you're supposed to be there. It tends if you're not to happen doing more it. naturally there. <laughs> right, I've exactly. noticed myself that it's not like a networking event. It exactly. just happens to become that. Networking exactly. is really just talking to people you might not have connected with otherwise. Absolutely. So well put. So well put. Um, and so that's probably one of my favorite events. And then I also do enjoy coming back for homecoming. I was um, part of the... 100 Most Influential Seniors. I think now it's Huntington 100. Mm -hmm. And there's usually a homecoming event um, that welcomes them back. And we also get to celebrate the incoming classes. So absolutely love that event as well. Um, And so sitting on the board has given me a different view of Northeastern where I saw Northeastern as a student before and now I'm seeing Northeastern more in this in-between phase where this, the Office of Alumni Relations is looking at me like, okay, Binja, how do we get the alumni engaged? And I'm like, well, if you're looking to talk to this group, you probably should do it this way. And I'll give you an example. So um, we've been trying to re-engage the black alumni at Northeastern. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a couple of years, you know, not for lack of trying, it's just not had, it's not been a good mix in terms of programming and getting people where they are and so this year i believe it was the first of february we launched any black alums and that's northeastern university black alumni on social media on all the different platforms so we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter and so it's been great because we end up putting up an event and people all of a sudden are like, wait, Northeastern has all this stuff available. And it's great because for a long time, Northeastern has been putting in good effort in trying in trying to reach the black alumni. And it's just probably, you know, kismet at this point where, you know, we've had the right people, the right places, um, made the right connections with other alumni for us to get like the 
the community that we're bringing back. So in Boston, we had over 200 alumni come for a brunch event that we ran, and we make sure that it's completely Northeastern run. So the DJ Northeastern, mm-hmm. the event organizers are Northeastern, photographers Northeastern. I saw the photos. It looked fantastic. <laughs> it was lines out the door. I mean, I think... For me, as the chair of the Young Alumni Advisory Board, that that's my goal. That that to me, I was like success. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about the title; it's about making sure that Black alumni are connected and alumni in general are connected back to the school. And the, these events that we've been able to throw, we did another one at Forty Forty in New York City, and it was wonderful because the number of alums that I saw and even alumni that are my friends that I hadn't realized mm-hmm. were still in the city came out for the event, and they're like, "Wait." wait, Northeastern's doing this? And I'm like, yes, we want you to come home type thing. A lot about awareness. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Events people want to go to. And yeah, you know, it's something, it's different for every person. And we try to offer a good variety. Oh yeah. We we really look to our young alumni advisory board to kind of be our eyes and ears on the ground as the actual, our constituents that we're trying to reach as an office. Yeah. And, and I think the office does a great job in terms of selecting who sits on the board. Um, and I know the board goes through different iterations over the years, but I would, I would say the variety in terms of majors represented in terms of diversity, in terms of even sexual orientation. I mean, when I tell you the board is completely well <laughs> represented and it's a very thorough search, I definitely would put my hats off for uh, to the Office of Alumni Relations mm-hmm. for that because that's the only way you know who you're talking to, at least get a better idea of who you're trying to reach out to. So that's the board. And it's it's one of my favorite things to do. It, it is a lot of work because, like, for the moment, we're trying to get a couple more events organized for the rest of the year. But on top of my job and two mm-hmm. blogs, <laughs> now I have to sit <laughs> as the chair. But I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I mean, I, I would rather be busy than not. And this role is definitely not for the lighthearted. And there's a lot that is asked of you. But... At the end of the day, it's all so much fun. Um, for as I, uh, where I work, um, my boss always says to me, you know, the day this stops being fun, you should quit. Mm-hmm. And so I take that in a lot of the things that I do as a personal philosophy. So the day something stops being fun, hey, you will see me out the door. I, I don't want to give you an impassioned version of me. So mm-hmm. um, I do everything 100%, <laughs> 120 on some days. I can tell but... that. <laughs> I totally, totally love it. Yeah. And it's such an honor to be, you know, the chair. I I take it very seriously. And so, well, this is the Northeastern Next podcast. So what's next for you? Ooh. (laughs) The big question. I know, I know. Personally, on a uh, career front, I think getting into management, I feel as though I have put in the time. I've been a consultant for about five years at this point, and I've put in the groundwork. I also would like to get more certification. So I'm a health IT consultant. So if you work in tech, you know that you have to always stay abreast in terms of all the changes, um, all the regulations, because I'm in healthcare as well. So we always we always have that dual hat when we are working in um, our field. Excellent. Yeah. That sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Um, I I fully believe in getting the right mentors and having the right champions at work. And my boss, Craig Johnson, who's actually faculty here at Northeastern, I only found that out <laughs> after. Um, he is probably one of my biggest champions. He's not afraid to say, new year, new software. And I'm like, 
<laughs> I only have an MPH, guys. I didn't go to school for this. Mm-hmm. But not afraid to throw me in the, de- the deep end and kind of trust that I'll make it. And I think that's that's who I would like to be for um, the new hires that we're getting at our company and kind of taking that role of I will mentor you and I will help you if you if and when you do fail <laughs> because I think sometimes we're so afraid of failing that we don't even try or that we don't put ourselves out there so I think definitely in terms of my next steps it would be kind of building up that mentorship role a little bit more not only internally at work but mm-hmm. also externally um even with northeastern yeah and for even sure. on your platforms that you're building personally, exactly I think that seems a natural <laughs> fit for you and um, well, I guess I think I'd like to go into a little speed round. All right, of a few I'm questions. Ready. If you could describe Northeastern in one word. Oh, innovative. Okay. For sure. Um, when I was here undergrad, I actually ran a t-shirt company with a friend of mine. And where else can you say that? I went to school. I learned how to be a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And I got a health science degree and mm-hmm. an MPH all in one breath, right? Um, and I think that's a testament as to how Northeastern is built up, right? They build you up to know that, hey, we have resources available. I think now they call it Mosaic, Mm -hmm. and it's all these, um, I think there's like an idea that's underneath Mm -hmm. Mosaic, and we worked with Idea, and Idea gave us a lawyer who helped us talk through like what the implications of like copyright law were, and um, we talked through business plans. How do you set those up? What? How do you evaluate your market? And again, I was a sophomore, learning stuff about the body. I was in A&P, so that's anatomy and physiology. Mm -hmm. And then after class, I would go and sit in like an idea workshop and learn about a business Mm -hmm. plan and how to set that up and what's a supply chain. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with what I am going Mm -hmm. to get a degree in. But I think that's a testament to the school because they make that platform available. They make those people available. And I think IDEA is successful and continues to be a success because of the fact that Northeastern has such a passion and such a vision for the innovation that the students need to bring to the world. I agree with that and how I think the buzzwords we hear innovative, entrepreneurial, Mm -hmm. but really it's kind of a state of mind, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, I think people think entrepreneurs, like I have my own business. It doesn't have to be that. And I think Northeastern has this ecosystem that it's like, you can be a health sciences major, you can be real a nursing student you can right. be really anything and mm-hmm. have this kind of innovative spirit too which will make you more successful in absolutely. the long run absolutely yeah mm-hmm. well thank you so much Benja for being here today for and for our first me. interview this was so fun yeah <laughs> thanks for listening to episode one of northeastern next to connect with Binja, you can follow her at African Cocktail on Twitter and Instagram. And we also want to hear from you, your questions, comments, and ideas for next guests. Email us at alumni at northeastern.edu, message us on Facebook, or tweet us at alumni and you using hashtag northeastern next.